Number 0304-23, a rendering of each of six episodes. Episode 1, A Year with the Church Fathers. Drink from the fountain of love. Like the Israelites, we are wandering in the desert as a training for the promised land. To keep us from dying of thirst, St. Augustine, God has given us the fountain of love to drink from. To all the faithful who are seeking their own country, this world is as a desert was to the people of Israel. They were certainly wandering and seeking their own country, but with God as their guide, they could not wander astray. Their way was God's bidding. As for where they were during these 40 years, the journey is made up of just a few stops, and everyone knows it. They were slowed down because they were in training, not because they were abandoned. What God promises us is indescribable sweetness and good, as Scripture says, and as you've often heard me repeat, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man conceived, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But we were exercised by worldly labors and trained by temptations of this present life. However, if you do not wish to die of thirst in this wilderness, drink charity. It is the fountain that God has been pleased to put here so that we will not faint along the way and we shall drink of it more abundantly when we have come to our own land. St. Augustine, homily 7, on the first epistle of John 1. In God's presence, consider, what am I doing to drink from the fountain of love that God has put here to refresh me? Closing prayer. Father of love, give me the courage to open my heart to a life of sincere and service to all your people, and to work for peace, so that I may be called your child. Episode number two, Through the Year with Thomas Merton, Worship in Service. Let there be a place somewhere in which you can breathe naturally, quietly, and not have to take your breath in continuously short gasps a place where your mind can be idle and forget its concerns, descend into silence, and worship the Father in secret. There can be no contemplation where there is no secret. New Seeds of Contemplation. Episode number three, Magnificat, April 2023, volume 25, number two. Item number one, a reading from the Gospel according to John chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They gave a dinner for him there, and Martha served while Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Mary took a liter of costly perfume oil made from genuine aromic nard, and anointed the feet of Jesus and dried them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then Judith the Iscariot, one of his disciples, and the one who would betray him, said, Why was this oil not sold for three hundred days' wages 
been given to the poor. He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and held the money bag and used to steal the contributions. So Jesus said, leave her alone. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The large crowd of the Jews found out that he was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And the chief priest plotted to kill Lazarus too, because many of the Jews were turning away and believing in Jesus because of him. The Gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day, item number two. The Mystery of Bethany. Yesterday we were in Jerusalem, and today we are in Bethany. There's no way back out of the circle of death into which we have entered with the Lord. The posh has begun, and the meal of Bethany belongs to it as much as does the entrance in Jerusalem. Although they are historical events, they are as well, as John thinks it important to show, even then above all symbolic signs. This meal, at which one who is dead sits awakened to life among the living, and one who is marked down for death and resurrection, is at his side, is certainly of the most special kind. It is the promise of life and of an eternal place at the Lord's table in his kingdom in the near future. We have heard of the deed. Let us look for the mysterium, says Augustine in his interpretation of the gospel text to which we listen. We seek the deeper underlying deed hidden in the outward action. The meal is a joy won, even if the joy is subdued. Mary anoints the Lord's feet. What is really happening here and now in our midst? It is six days before the ritual posh is to be celebrated in the liturgy. The church is celebrating the Eucharistic meal, and she rejoices, not as Mary did over one dead man, but over many who during Easter days will get back their life in the sacrament of penance, or have already done so. Lazarus lives and is one of the guests at the table, and Mary, who stands for the church itself, anoints the feet of the Lord. The dead were anointed and laid into the grave. Jesus himself explains the anointing that Mary does to honor him as an anointing for death. The anointing oil of the church serves also as preparation for death, but it serves much more to life. But let us dig deeper. If every hour and every wastage is due from the love we owe to God made man, so above all else is the anointing. Priests and kings have been anointed from the most ancient times. It was a sign of God's choosing and strengthening with his own power that oil was used to anoint Aaron, David, and Solomon. Christ was sent into the world to enter on that inheritance. True king of the world, as a high priest, he is to offer himself to God, the great sacrifice of reparation for the sins of the world. As king, he is to reign from the wood. The cross is the altar of his sacrifice, the throne of his rulership. Hence, he speaks of his death as an exaltation. When I am lifted up from the earth, I shall draw all things to myself. 
Now that he stands near to his suffering, he also stands immediately before this exaltation. At the time he was pierced on the tree, and blood and water came out, sweeter than all balm, and sacrifice that pleased God poured out the sweet smell of healing on the whole earth. He is ready. He wills to endure the wounds for the sake of the blessing that is to go out from them and penetrate the world, replacing the stench of death with healing and life. He, God's Son, has determined to waste his life to sacrifice all of his merciful heart for the poor. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book, one, two, and three by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Psalms chapter 14, verse one, I'm sorry, Psalms chapter 141, verse three. A minute of thought is worth more than an hour of talk. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Golden Nugget number two, inspired by James chapter 1, verses 19. You can win more friends with your ears than with your mouth. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Golden Nugget number three, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. It's not the outlook, but the uplook that counts. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Episode number five, Chesterson Day by Day. It is very currently suggested that the modern man is the heir of all the ages, that he has got the good out of these successive human experiments. I know not what to say in answer to this, except to ask the reader to look at the modern man, as I have just looked at the modern man, in the looking glass. It is really true that you and I are two starry towers built up all the most towering visions of the past. Have we really fulfilled all the great historical ideals one after the other from our naked ancestor who was brave enough to kill a mammoth with a stone knife through the Greek citizen and the Christian saint to our own grandfather or great-grandfather who may have been sabred by the Manchester Eomini or shot in the 48? Are we still strong enough to spear mammoths, but now tender enough to spare them? Does the cosmos contain any mammoth that we have either speared or spared? When we decline, in a marked manner, to fly the red flag and fire across a barricade like our grandfathers, are we really declining a difference to sociologists or to soldiers? Have we indeed outstripped the warrior and passed the aesthetic state? I fear we only outstrip the warrior in the sense that we should probably run away from him. And if we have passed the saint, I fear we have passed him without bowing. What's wrong with the world? Episode number six. Reflection. I await a thousand deaths for myself, wrote St. Athanasius the Great to his flock in Egypt at the time of the terrible Arian heresy. Every spiritual man who has looked in spirit and seen the net which contains every human soul in this world can say this about himself. 
the more spiritual a man is, the denser the net looks. Such is the will of God, that the most spiritual are saved by the most narrow path. The psalmist David also says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, Psalm 34, 19. However, in the end, victory and glory belong to the righteous. They need only to arm themselves with faith and forbearance. Whoever believes also understands their sufferings. He who clothes himself with patience will see victory and glory. To him who loves the Lord, even the narrowest path is sufficiently wide. The greatest pain, an easy yoke, and the most violent death, a joyful wedding feast.